0: welcome to kicking it local the podcast all about the football community in south australia i'm your host johnny Kecko, and today we're doing it differently once again it's time for the women's reflection for the halfway mark for 2023 and i'm kicking it comfortably all thanks to macron sports hub adelaide providing clubs and sports podcasters with their teamware needs, macron store au. And today I am joined by NPL TV, commentator for the WNPL, Paul Marcocchetti. Thank you for joining me. Great to be here,
1: Johnny. It's great to be here in the Kecko Dome, the, I think we'll call it where we uh, where you host your podcast. <laughs> I yeah, love it.
0: The Kecko Dome, I like I might need to get a part that says that. 100 <laughs> percent It's uh, yeah, there you go. I like having the name for everything. Well, it's good to have you on board. When you're talking WNPL or women's football in South Australia, you're the main name that comes to mind. Know it all. You're across it all. You commentate twice a week. It's, uh, it's great to, to talk about it. Can you believe we're halfway already through the season?
1: I can't. And what I really can't believe is what sort of season it's been mm. because I first commentated WNPL in 2016, although we had a lot fewer broadcasts back then. Mm. But there's never been a more even and unpredictable season. And if anyone doesn't believe me, they just need to look at – you know, end of year tables or anything like that over the last mm. few years. this season has been easily the most unpredictable and the most interesting from that point of view. it's It's good to see now we've got the uh, the women's a league women's players filtering in
0: across all clubs, which is good to see. and getting big names, uh, Flinders United like Cottier, that's huge for a club like that to get someone as big as her.
1: Definitely. I mean, it we've had kote in the in the competition before. But for her to be playing for an up-and-coming club like Flinders mm. that won promotion last season, that's really massive for the competition. Unfortunately, she got injured Friday night, Mariska Voldus. But having her in the mm. competition as well, playing for Burks, has been, you know, absolutely fantastic. She's got a massive CV, you know, Dutch player. She's never played for Netherlands, but she's been extraordinarily close, and obviously, you know, a really, really sort of talented player and and very experienced. And, you know, we've got players like Hannah DeBose who we'll be talking to later today. She's over here. She's from the United States. You look at the wonderful Japanese contingent we have, of course, you know, the Sasaki sisters. And now um, joining Minna at Salisbury Inter, we've got Haruna Sugihara, another fantastic Mm. and very technically gifted player. So it really is fascinating across the board having that real blend of international players, players with – a league w experience as well as the ones that are sort of pushing through which of course includes that the ntc side which is there to be a team that develops players has had a magnificent season so far
0: yeah well it's been exciting so far and uh, what has been your most uh your favorite moment so far in the first uh, opening nine rounds
1: i don't know that i've got an actual favorite moment but i think the tone was set in round one if i go back to round one The very first game i commentated in round one was a match between adelaide uni and west adelaide and adelaide uni came from behind twice to draw that match 2-2 now that may not seem like anything particularly remarkable but it was the first sign of what sort of season it would be now let's Mm. just go back a step i know west adelaide have lost a lot of players from the team that won the treble last year but they did win the treble last year And they still have, you know, about at that stage, they had about half that team going out and playing in that game. They're playing Adelaide Uni who finished seventh last year and Adelaide Uni were more than a match for them and Mm. possibly shaded that game in general play, got out of it with a two, two draw. And from that moment on, it was like, this season's going to be interesting. And it hasn't, it hasn't disappointed at all with all the sort of upsets and, you know, surprising results. Absolutely. Well, for me, I I came out to the game
0: at Service FM Stadium, double header to kick off the women, uh, female football week. It was great to be down there. The atmosphere was really, really cool. Um, especially leading into just only 50 days or just over 50 days until the World Cup kicks off in Australia. Um, the vibe down there was awesome, and it's good to see young girls getting photos with Adrian Stenter and a couple of the LA United girls that were down there for the. Uh, the the night as well
1: at the LA United stand. So it's good to see that kind of environment happening at the moment as well. Yeah, definitely. And given the conditions Friday night, I was impressed with how many, you know, young players Mm. and, and how many people turned up to be a part of that because, uh, it was a, very, very wet and wild sort of night it on was. Friday night. Well, you were
0: commentating, so how do you find that? Yes, uh,
1: well, I was on the outer side in the scaffold and uh, yet, believe me, towards the end of the night, <laughs> that was a lot of my papers getting wet and things like that. But, well, you know, that's all part of the fun. Yep, yeah, and you were there
0: with uh, Cotier and also with uh, Adrian Stenter, LA United's uh, women's coach as well. So Gr-
1: Great to have insights from mm. uh, both of those people. I mean, Adrian, one of the great things about Adrian is that he's really heavily invested across the women's game here in SA. He knows what's going on in so many places. Mm. And, you know, at, at club level, he's watching throughout the WMPL season. You know, years ago, the Adelaide United W League, as it then was, now the A-League W coaching gig, was almost a bit of a sort of part-time casual summer job. Yep. And there were one or two people that came in from interstate, did that job. And really, they were just, here to do a short term contract for 2 yep. or 3 months and not really there to worry about what was going on through the year and you know how they how that would inform how they'd assemble the next year's squad mm. but that's what you've got now and that means that anyone playing in the WNPL we're going to be talking to Chrissy Panagaris later today yeah. she got into the Adelaide United team mainly on the back of having such a terrific season last year with Comets yep. and and that's because the Adelaide United people are watching you know, 12 mm. months a year they're watching throughout the WMPL season. And obviously, as well, they're keeping their eye on the players coming through the NTC who often train with them during the summer.
0: Absolutely. And obviously, the uh, assistant coach, Michele La Stella, is also the head coach of NTC. So he coaches against some of these players as well. So it's good to have that
1: input um, around, the, around the league as well. Yeah, it's a great setup and mm. it really maximises our chances of, you know, getting the best players out of SA into the Adelaide United team.
0: Well, we talked about uh, you commentating on the weekend, and we also talked about Chrissy Panagaris is coming up later. Um, we got heaps to talk about. We've got five guests in this episode, which is going to be a lot of fun. Victoria Mansueto from West Torrance, Bacala, Hannah Debose from Metro United, Nicole Corder from Salisbury, Inter, Chrissy Panagaris, as we mentioned, from Adelaide Comets. But first, we're going to chat with Anastasia Willoughby from Flinders United. Let's get into that chat. We're joined on the line by Flinders United's Anastasia Willoughby. Thank you for joining us, Anastasia.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: It's uh, the first season for your club in the WNPL. You're halfway through your first season in it. You just signed Cotier as well. How have you found the, the opening nine rounds?
2: I think as a whole team, we are just immensely proud of how far we've come. And I think for the most part, we've definitely been able to compete against all the other teams in the NPL since we've just come up from State League. Um, every single week, we've been giving it our all. And I think we've had, we've had one win so far, a couple of draws, a couple of losses. We're definitely fighting for our spot to stay in the competition. And we're just all really excited for the second half of the season, especially now that we've got Cote on board.
1: Anastasia, I wanna ask you and I apologize in advance if some of our questions just chop and change as as far as, you know, timelines go and stuff like that. Um, but the joint entity that brought Cumberland and Flinders Flames together to form Flinders United, were you aware of the process going on or did that all start when you were still an NTC player?
2: Um, so I was with Flinders last season as well, and I think there was obviously a lot of work in the background after Flinders had been at the top of the table in the state league for a while, and we hadn't had those junior teams to move up into the NPL. But there was a lot of work that went on in the background to get the merging of Flinders Flames and Cumberland United. Um, so I think that was starting to happen early last year. I'm not exactly sure when it happened, but yeah, I was I was at the club for that year, and then. It was towards the end of last year where we started to find out that yes, we did now have junior teams and we were going to become Flinders United. And I think we were just all really, really stoked about that, that since Flinders had, I think prior to me joining the club, they'd finished on the top of the table before, but that was during COVID times and all the complications back then. So there weren't any teams getting promoted or relegated at the time. So it was really, really a good thing to happen for both Cumberland United and Flinders Flames to get those junior teams in and be able to come up into the NPL. Well,
1: it worked straight away. I mean, as you mentioned, you got promoted last year as Flinders United. But can you tell us a bit about last season in the State League? You only lost one game all season, so it seemed to be close to perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was it was almost perfect. I mean, we'd had a couple of new girls in the team that year, myself included, and I think what worked in our favour is we all just clicked straight away, given the community sense around the club and the culture of the team and between all the state league team the state league team and all the div teams, we just it really felt like like, everyone wanted to be at training. Everyone wanted to be there for the game, supporting each other, playing on the field. So I think the community sense of the club really, really helped us win that season and stay on top. And we had one unlucky win, which was, I think it was up at South Adelaide's ground. So it was an away game. And the rest of the season, we just put our heads down and said, we're not going to lose again and won the rest of our games. And here we are now in NPL.
0: Well, you're, you're as you mentioned, you are in the NPL this year, and it's great to see the club uh, going the way they are with signing someone like Kotier. What's the the vibe been around? I know you're sitting at the bottom of the ladder at this stage, but there's still nine games to go. Having Cotier there at the club now, what's it been like uh, to in, include someone of her calibre?
2: Oh, it's it's only been a couple of weeks since she's joined us, but it's been absolutely amazing. The first time that all of us girls found out she was coming over, every single one of our faces just lit up. I think we were just almost overwhelmed. That's how it I. That's how I'd explain it because we knew we had been trying our hardest during the games, but by bringing in someone with her quality and her experience and her talent, it just. I think it's very much motivated all of us girls to try our hardest and Kote's been excellent she's been absolutely amazing so far she's just brought energy and excitement into the girls whether it's training or in the games and it's really really great for some of the more experienced players on our team to even have another mentor on the pitch with us it's almost like having a coach on the pitch with her experience so it's been really really good and we're very excited to spend the rest of the season with her.
1: But that leads me into a, another point because you, you talk about that that experience and you're a fairly young captain and you're leading a team without a huge amount of WNPL experience but you seem personally to carry that really comfortably. Is that a fair assessment? You, you relish having that responsibility? It's
2: been really, really great having the group of girls that we have at Flinders because I feel... Like I do have responsibilities as a captain, but I feel weight lifted on, off my shoulders with the group of girls that we have. they no problems at all. Joel's an amazing coach. It's just, it's so easy to be a captain of a team of everyone who just gets along so well, wants to be there, there for the right reasons. So it really, really helps me personally. And I'm... Glad I'm really, really honoured and glad that I can be a captain to such a great bunch of girls and a really, really amazing club.
1: Oh, that's terrific. And I was going to mention, Joel, he, he's got quite a remarkable footballing CV. So I was just wondering, given that he has got so much extraordinary experience at a high level, is he as much a teacher as he is a coach and sort of not, talks to you not just about how to play well and all that, but I guess from a, a side of mentality and a side of dealing with different scenarios, is that something that he brings a lot of help to you te- as a team together?
2: Oh, yes, definitely, for sure. It's, it's really, really good that he's, as you said, not only got the coaching side of things, but he has the experience as well, so... From a coaching point of view, is amazing. We talk tactics. We um, he gives us motiv- he motivates us, but then he's also understanding because he's been in our situation before. He's played in leagues like ours, played at higher levels, played for the Socceroos. He just he can see the bigger picture, not only on the field but off the field as well. He helps guide us, and he ha- even even technically if someone doesn't know how to make the right pass, he'll explain it to us. He'll show us, which is another really helpful thing. So yeah, it's really, really amazing to have someone like Joel at Flinders because he just brings such a sense of, oh, I don't even know, amazement to all the girls.
1: Um, Just a couple more from me. Uh, You've ticked all the boxes in the first few weeks, you know, first goals, then first points, first win. Uh, And you know, nothing light about that you know poor old Modbury Vista went all year last year without a win despite playing some good football so you, you can't take these things for granted. Can you tell us a bit about the win over Burks though was it a really special moment for the club?
2: It, yes it was a very special moment considering the um, Bacala were actually the first WNPL team we ever came up against in the cup rounds last year and we lost to them at their home ground so we always have a little bit of a rivalry there with them, and then obviously the first time we come up against no, the second time. Yeah, I think we versed them in pre season as well, and we lost that game at their home grounds again. So we were really, really determined to beat them, and we all went into the match saying, "This is the game. It's a home game. First game at home against Pathala. We are going to win this game." and Every single girl on the pitch that day gave 120% effort and we wouldn't have been able to do it without all the girls on the sideline, all the supporters as well. Um, But it really, it was really, really was a special win and I think we we only scored the winning goal, Claudia Hewitt scored the winning goal in about the 85th minute or something like that. So (laughs) everyone was on the edge of their seats and it really was a special win.
0: Well, you've got another big second half to come, uh, Anastasia. You need to get some more points, more than what you did in the first half obviously. Uh, how confident are you that the the experience you've had in the first time rounds um, is going to help you in that second half?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm very, very confident. I think because we hadn't experienced much play from other NPL teams yet, we've almost used the first half of the season to catch our footing and get ready and now we've played all the teams once we are definitely ready for the second half of the season and even now that we've got cote but even before that before we had cote i think we were more than confident that we can get off the bottom of the table and start getting some more points on the board and definitely fight for our spot in the npl
0: well you got a big one to kick off the second half alongside the uh the current top of the ladder uh, Adelaide Comet so well, hopefully you can try and at least get a point out of that or even a win if you can that will be a fantastic way to start off the second half but thanks for joining us Anastasia it's uh, great to see the club doing some good things in uh, in local football this year and hopefully it's uh, not short lived in the WNPL thank you thank
2: you very much
0: that was Anastasia Willoughby from Flinders United on the line we've got Chrissy Panagaris from Top of the Table currently Adelaide Comets Chrissy, thank you for joining us
3: thank you me once
0: again it's uh it's good to chat with you chrissy um your team obviously won in the battle of the top two on the weekend on friday night for female football week uh, to kick that off what a great way to kick it off and that is to cement your place on in the top spot by three points how are you guys feeling after heading into the second half of the season with the top spot clearly yours
3: um, we're all feeling pretty pretty happy at the moment. Um, it was a great, I reckon, 90 minutes that we've had probably all season. It was probably one of our best. Um, it's obviously nothing. It's probably um, at the point now where we don't take our foot off the pedal. It's, we've set the standard now, um, especially ending the first half of the season like that. Um, I feel like we have a lot more to do now with the second half because we have a lot more teams coming for us now, so... Yeah, it's it's a lot, lot more pressure on us now to try and keep that top spot. But I think after the performance we had on Friday, um, yeah, we've we set the standard. Um, and yeah, it was unbelievable. Such a great win. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't fault any of the girls. Everyone did their job. Um, but yeah, it, it was awesome. It was such a good win, <laughs> especially with female week.
1: <laughs> hey, Chrissy, I, I want to go back a step and ask you a bit about last year. That was your first year at Comets. And I thought it was the best year you've played, not just scoring, but your hold up play, making goals for other players as well. Now, I know you'd had some injuries in previous years, but what do you put last year down to? Were you given more responsibility to lead the attack and to influence things around you?
3: Yeah, good, good question. Um, I feel like as a player, being up front, you've got to have the players around you know how you play as well. Um, and I think with the people I had around me were quality players. I had Yuka, I had Nano, I had Georgie. So there was a, a lot of the time it was a lot of um, Georgie playing those balls for me. So yeah, I would say the majority of my goals were pretty much from majority of Team me just finishing it off. Um, but I would say um, we just took it down to basics. Like our strengths are playing in behind defense, playing one-two combination play and I think that's what showed last year is how good we were in the final third. Um, Same with our wingers as well. Um, First-time balls, like, beyond the defence, and they were just whipping them in straight away, and there was bodies in the box. And I think that's our strength is our whole final third and then our midfield as well, which is really good.
1: I want to ask you about a couple of young players. Now, obviously, you've strengthened again this year with some big signings, Emily Heaselwood, Carl Kahn. I mean, they're fantastic players um, I'm a big fan of Emily. I, I think she's an absolute ripper the way she just turns and has this single minded attack to uh, focus on goal. Um, but I really, one player I really want to ask you about is Sophia Kizionis. She looks such a confident and composed player, but I understand she's only just turned 16. What, what can you tell us about her? Yeah, Sophia is uh, yeah one
3: of many that has a very bright future ahead of her. Um, yeah, she, she, the last couple of weeks, has done such an amazing job and she's actually been out of position. So that's, yeah, she's actually more of a player that plays up front, number nine or on the wing. And, yeah, she's been put as um, a right back. Yeah, she was and, fullback the other yeah, night. She, yeah, yeah. so she's been playing that role with the last couple of weeks and she's been up there with probably one of the best plays, um in the last couple of games that she's played. Um, she's played that role so well. But, yeah, being only 16, obviously she's still got a, a long way ahead of her. But the the fact that we've given her the chance to, and the opportunity to start and play in, in different positions and playing the way she does, it's, yeah, she, she definitely has a bright future ahead of her. So I'm, I'm very proud of her. She's like a little mini-me to me. So to see her do, um, do this little you know, sorry, take on this opportunity um, as a right back. It's, yeah, that that's such great leadership. So, no, I'm very proud of her and the whole team's proud of her as well.
1: Yeah, uh, fantastic. Now, obviously, you just had a good win over the team that's currently second. Uh, you know, all right, in fairness to them, they were without a couple of players who'd been with the Matildas during the week. But the only other team that's given you, like, a tough game, you lost to Salisbury Inter and they're third. So, Going into the second half of the season, do you think those two teams are the best of the rest, NTC and Salisbury Inter, or do you think somebody else might emerge from the pack perhaps?
3: Um, it, I would say, look, to be honest, the season's very, I don't know, it's very hit and miss at the moment in terms of what you're going to get with each team each week. And as you've seen by the results going by cup Brown, um, Adelaide City had bet West Adelaide and now the week after West Adelaide had bet Adelaide City. So, you can't really judge what's going to happen each week. And this is why we can't come in complacent, especially sitting at top of the table. We're taking every team as if we're fighting for first spot. Um, and I think with Adelaide City getting Dylan and Izzy back, that's obviously going to be a lot different and it's going to be a lot more um, tough and, and a lot more pressure as well. And then with obviously West Adelaide getting Emily Hodgson back um, and Olivia Bramley back, that, that again bumps up their team to be obviously up there to get a win so yeah i feel like this half of the season's going to be very interesting and yeah it'll be kind of like playing a grand final every week
0: <laughs> well we'll be, be exciting to watch as well and you talk about some of the a-league women players that are coming back into squads um uh, now as well but for yourself you just played uh, a bit of ga- a few games with LA united making your debut uh with them in the w in a league w what, uh, how have you found that experience uh, flowing into the way you're playing at LA Comets at the moment?
3: Yeah, it's been very good. It's it set the standard for me as, um, and given me a bit of an opener as to what I would expect um, if obviously I do want to pursue that opportunity again. Um, and I think it's good as well because I can see now the comparison between NPL and, and you know, LA United. Um, and it goes to show obviously there is some um, little things that I do need to work on um, and especially those little one percenters you know just thinking that one step ahead being um, not taking too many touches on the ball but it's been a very good experience and, and a real big eye-opener um, for me to obviously pursue the opportunity so yeah I, I definitely enjoyed my time there
1: can you just uh, take us through the moment you stepped on to the pitch as a substitute in that first game and and started playing and you know those first few minutes just you know running around in that shirt and playing against the players you know the caliber of players you're playing did was the was the pace and the standard something that just really hit you immediately compared to you know we love the WNPL and it's a great comp but obviously A League W is is the ultimate competition at domestic level yeah. here in Australia. So, can you just take us through that?
3: Yeah, I I feel like the. I think I came on maybe eighty minute or seventy fifth minute mark, and I feel like though that went for about thirty seconds. I feel like I experienced (laughs) so many emotions um, that I've never experienced before. Um, But yeah, just the the adrenaline, um, the nerves, um, just how just how quick the ball was playing. I couldn't even think. Um, and I think it was just so much happening at once, um, especially with obviously what happened in the last, you know, the last week of getting the opportunity, getting the call up, and then um, having to train and, and change, obviously, a bit of my lifestyle as well. It was a lot of emotions mixed <laughs> <laughs> into one. So, but to be honest, I must say it was all worth it. Um, and it made it a lot easier. The girls were so welcoming um, in the team, despite, obviously, how the season ended I don't think the results really reflected on how the girls are I think the girls were awesome um, and you could tell there was always hope and faith in these girls that you know despite what happened in the season just enjoy and have fun and keep a smile on your face um, and like Sten said which I really liked what he said during uh, before a, um, one of the games is, is to win the day so if you win the day you win the game um, and what he was trying to say there is just win those little one percenters so you know putting your hand up for a throw-in, winning those little things. And I think that actually meant a lot to me because, yeah, that's very relevant. It's win the day and you'll win the game.
0: Beautiful. That's uh, great advice here from Adrian Stenter. Hopefully we can see you back in that LA United squad next season. And I'm sure Paul and I will try and uh, get a jersey with your name on the back of it if if that does happen and (laughs) we're part of the cheer squad. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no I love, I love that appreciate it <laughs> now,
0: well, fingers crossed <laughs> uh, we hope so we hope to see you there but in the but for now let's focus on the second half of the season good luck with you and la comets to try and take out the rest of the season uh in that top spot and uh look forward to seeing what you guys can produce in the second half and all the best chrissy thank you
3: so much thanks
0: for having me again no worries that was chrissy panagaris from la comets Now we're going to cross over to someone from Metro United who's only been in the league a very uh, short period, but it's good to talk to people from all around the world. And we're joined by Hannah DeBose. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. We've got a lot of uh, interesting people in our WNPL, which is one of the greatest things about watching the local league. And there's a lot of people from all around the world. And for yourself, you've... uh, You've played in the University of Central uh, Florida. Uh, is that is yes. that your home of where you where you originate?
4: Um, it is about an hour away from home, so it's not too far.
0: How was uh, how was the experience over there and playing uh, university football?
4: It was so great. I really liked playing over there. We got to travel a lot and see a lot of the country. Um, the competition was really good in our conference, so it was just a great time. Had the best friends too, so it was great.
1: Now, most recently, before you came out to Australia, you were playing in Lithuania. Now, I've been to Lithuania and it's, it was a while ago. Um, they're not yeah. really that into our game. Mm-hmm. Their main sporting love is basketball, uh, not, not uh, yes. soccer or football. So I'm just wondering, how was it that you ended up playing for a club in Lithuania?
4: So what happened, I originally signed for a team in Sweden and um, the – Day before I left, I was getting tested for COVID and wasn't sick, didn't have any symptoms and tested positive. And so what happened was they had to cancel my contract because the uh, transfer window was ending. And so my agent at the time was like, "Okay, this team has an opening for a midfielder. So I just got sent over to Lithuania and um, there were five other Americans at the time going there. So I felt comfortable going. And yeah, it was was a great experience there.
1: Fantastic. And. I was wondering also what was behind your move to Adelaide uh, from there and specifically to Metro United? How did all that come about?
4: So It's a funny story actually. Um, I have a couple friends that play for some of the teams around here. Some play for Metro and others play for Cumberland United and I was actually uh, deciding whether or not I wanted to play another season after last year and my friends playing here called and just said if I had the opportunity, would I want to come over? And I said, you know, if something comes of this, great. So I sent my video over and obviously something came of it. And so I wanted to take it. And I'm so happy I did. But yeah, it's great to have them here with me.
0: Well, you're in halfway halfway mark of the WNPL now. How have you found the the first half of the season um, so far with Metro?
4: So good. Actually, the girls and really the whole club, has been so welcoming. Um, I've never felt so welcomed by a new team and stuff. So that's been great. Um, The level's been good too. It it was challenging going from a full-time position to a part-time position, but the trainings and the games are high intensity and I feel like I'm getting better and we're getting better as a team each week. And that's all I was really looking for in a new team. So.
1: And what were you expecting with the level of the competition here and before you came? And has anything surprised you, perhaps things like styles of play or anything like that? Has anything sort of come across as being particularly different to what you've been used to in the past?
4: Um, I wouldn't necessarily say too different. I've played on teams that have, have, have had different playing styles, whether they like to play long or we have different strengths on our team. But... I think we do a good job of playing through our midfield and getting our balls out wide. Um, and we're kind of in the process of shifting our formation. And so that's all, I guess, new. But really the playing style isn't too different from what I'm used to, which I'm excited
1: about. Now, just I'm glad you mentioned that about the midfield. I was at the first match that you started for Metro, which was away to Berkela about five weeks ago. And I thought in the first okay. I, f- I thought in the first half things weren't working too well in your midfield but after half time it seemed like everything changed and you and ebony Kiriakou started looking really comfortable sort of playing off each other is that the way you saw it that once you got a bit of time together things started to click
4: yes it has been so fun over the past couple of weeks learning how everyone plays and playing next to ebony and um, I like that she plays those short little touches and we can play off of each other and I feel like some of the other girls and really a lot of the other girls can play that way and that's how I like to play so I feel like it was a good easy transition
0: you're heading into the second half of the season now how do you feel uh with the squad you got now how do you feel uh heading into that second half to try and close the gap between the top two spots
4: yeah i'm feeling really good i think really each week since i've been here we've improved something or whether we've had a team that we lost to or that we won against or tied. It doesn't matter. We're always going into the next week training hard, very high intensity and, you know, fixing the things that need to be fixed and working on the things that we already are excelling at. And I'm really excited to see the rest of the teams. Um, I missed a few of the the teams at the beginning of the season when I wasn't here. So I'm excited to see what that level is like. And yeah, I'm just excited.
1: And I should mention uh, you've just gotten off the mark with your first goal in the competition so congratulations on that um thank you but also wanted to just talk a bit about more about the rest of the season now as you might know last season Metro narrowly missed the finals or or playoffs as you might call them but currently in fourth spot and so far so good so I'm just wondering if people at the club are talking about as that being some sort of goal that you want to achieve at the end of the season that's you know, make the finals this season, get back into the to the top half of the ladder and stay there?
4: Yes, of course. I think if, if you ask anyone in the league, everyone's going to want to make it to finals. And I think that the way that we're progressing through the season, we'll definitely be able to be strong contenders and continue to work hard for that. And yeah, it's definitely a goal of ours to make it to finals this year and obviously win everything. So,
0: Well, good luck with the rest of the season, Hannah. We have uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat to us about the, uh, uh, in the halfway mark of the season. So we look forward to seeing how you guys can go and uh, your first test, Salisbury Inter, on the weekend. So all the best and uh, we'll speak to you soon.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me on.
0: Our pleasure. That was Hannah DeBose from Metro United. I'm now joined on the line by West Torrens Berkala's Victoria Mansueto. Victoria, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on board.
5: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: It's uh, your first season at the club. Your dad was a uh, coach last season, but he's still involved in the club, but not in, as a head coach. How have you found your yeah. transition into the into the club?
5: Yeah, no, it's been a good transition. I was looking to start something new. I was at Metro for the past two years, um, and obviously, I was just looking to try something new, and see what else was out there for me. We've look, we're doing good. Um, it's been a good start and it can always improve, but I'm glad to be at a new club and I'm hoping to, um, help them like achieve titles this year. So you,
1: you must've known it'd be a challenge with Burks as they only just stayed up last year. So is part of your motivation for being there to take up that challenge and to try to play a role yeah. in making the team more competitive?
5: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, at the start of the year, obviously, I had a few opposite a few clubs, and I was tossing up with a few things. But I did pick Burks because, yeah, they did um, end at the bottom of the season, bottom of the ladder last season. So I thought to myself, why not try and make a difference for them and just help them out and see what I can bring.
1: Even though I'd say there's definitely been improvement at Burks uh, this year, there's also been a for bit sure. of up and down. So some huge wins over teams like Western NTC, but. Also losses between yeah. those, such as the one to Flinders. Is there anything you can put that down to that it does seem from the outside, a little bit hot and cold?
5: Yeah. Um, look, I don't know. I don't really have an answer and I wish I did. I do leave those games up, games that we've lost thinking we should have definitely won, especially against te- when we win against teams like NTC and West Adelaide. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I know that, We are going to continue to keep on trying to get those wins because we do need them. I know that when we do play higher teams and just perform at a different level, Um, I know that comes down to mentality, but I know that we need to start putting that into games when we're versing, um, you know, different teams as well.
1: Now, I want to take you through that win over West. Um, I'm sure you're happy to talk about the wins and and not so much the losses, Um, but when I've seen you guys, you – Don't play like an ultra-attacking game. You're a touch cautious. Don't throw everything forward when you're attacking as a rule. But you were tearing West apart, and they had their A-League W players back. Can you take us through that game and and just how that evolved?
5: Yeah. Uh, Look, I feel like I don't even remember, but it wasn't that long ago. Um, Like I said before, when we just verse teams that are higher on the ladder or have been in the past, we just do perform at a different level. Um, I think we did have a game plan in in mind and we, yeah, we achieved it. So we got what we wanted out of it as well. Well, And we really needed that win to keep on going forward. But obviously, I mean, other games we've had, we haven't got the win, but hopefully we can take that win and rest our late and keep on pushing forward.
0: Well talking about West Adelaide Rachel Quickly she is competing with you for that golden boot she's on 8 goals <laughs> from the opening 9 you've got 7 how confident are you in the final uh, final 9 to not only keep your club out of that relegation zone but also to to get that golden boot for yourself
5: yeah i mean i'm surprised that i am up there i was lucky to get 4 goals against so it definitely got me up there I think about the all the goals that I've missed. <laughs> I feel I'd be up there with flying colours, but you know what? It's all right. Um, yeah, I guess Rachel is a big contender for the Golden Boot and I'm hoping I can just keep on scoring every game to just stay up there and obviously stay ahead.
1: Yeah, and obviously you come from out wide a little bit more. She's more of a sort of, I guess, a classic number nine who's more yeah. expected to get the goals. So, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a different – it's slightly different role that you guys were playing I did I did the commentary for your game Friday night. It looked like it was a tough one. I think inters are yeah. really – they're a form side. But I thought your first half was pretty good and you went really, really close to going ahead. Um, do you still yeah. take some positives out of that?
5: Yeah, definitely. I do take positives out of it. And like you said, the first half, I think we did – I honestly think we outplayed them in the first half. Um, obviously, we didn't put away chances when we needed to and that's, that's what lets us down. We don't put away our chances. Um, but, yeah, I think the first half we did play really well. We were missing a few of our key players and obviously one of our W League players got injured and had to come off. Um, so that did change it up a little bit for the second the second half. But, yeah, it wasn't the greatest game.
1: I was going to ask you about, about her and it's really um, sad that uh, Marushka Voldus was injured in that first half and, and couldn't continue. I just want to ask what it's been like having her around at training because, you know, she's got – she's such an accomplished and experienced player.
5: Yeah, yes, exactly right. You said it. She's an experienced player and that's exactly what we needed. We do have a team of like, or well, we have a bit of a mix young girls and older girls, but she does bring a lot of experience and knowledge. Um, and she's a really positive person like outside and on in the field as well. Um, she obviously just pushes you to try your best as well. And it's good to have that, especially when you're, especially when I'm up front and I can hear her behind me, it's exactly what you need. Um, and I know I can, rely on her and i know that everyone else can on the team
0: as well well you got a big game this weekend as well taking on adelaide city so if you can get the win which uh well nothing's off the cards uh, this season i think but if you guys can get yeah. the win you will be put you guys in a better position but uh, all the best with the rest of the season um victoria and hopefully we can uh, next time we can chat to you you'll be the golden boot winner yeah that's
5: it thank you so much i hope so as well i'll get there don't
0: worry (laughs) oh definitely we're back yeah all the best uh that was victoria mansueto from west torrance Vicala. we're now joined by Salisbury inters nicole calder thank you so much for joining us nicole thank
6: you very much for having me
0: it's uh, a pleasure to have you the final uh guest on today's episode and uh what better one to talk to than the one who is part of a team that is the most in form in the first half of the season. You uh, haven't lost in the last five matches. How have you found uh, the the first nine games of the season so far?
6: I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster for our team and the league as a whole. I think there are a lot of really surprising results early on. Uh, I think we had a really slow start to the season, which was disappointing, but uh, it's nice to have found form. um, And I think you know, we're sort of coming into our own with our playing style uh, and really gelling as a team, which is really
1: nice. I think at the start of the season, you've got a lot of new signings, you've got a new coach Um, and maybe those first four games, I thought it were a little bit erratic, but it's almost like something clicked a few games ago and there's been a really nice, it's not just that you've been winning, but the teams look very fluid and very much like a team in form and a winning team. So, Do you feel like something did sort of start to click and you just all sort of got more used to the type of setup and the type of players that you have this year?
6: I think yes. And I think, you know, I can't ignore the fact that uh, we started to sort of win games when, you know, Chance came back uh, and we also signed uh, Haruna shortly after that as well. Uh, And so having that, sort of forward, uh, having Roxy coming back from injury, having players coming back from injury, it really sort of adds strength to the squad. Uh, You know, with chance, adds a wealth of experience and strength at the back. Um, And I think, you know, it's nice to have my twin back.
1: Yeah, indeed. And I was just going to ask about her. It seems like from the outside that her recovery looks like it's about 100%. A lot of players that go through the dreaded ACL you know, sometimes it takes a long time for them to get back to their former selves. Sometimes it's really difficult for them to do it at all. But chances look great in recent weeks. Um, is that what it's looked like to you close up?
6: I would say yes. Uh, ACLs, like you said, they can take a really long time to recover from, not just physically, but mentally, and overcoming that fear of you know doing it again. Uh, they sometimes say that it takes another 12 months to get over that mental mm. fear. But Chance, the type of person and player she is, she if she is afraid you definitely can't tell with the way that she's playing
0: well recovering from an acl you've had that um experience have you been able to play a part in helping her get through all that
6: uh, not sure how much of a role that i've played in that but uh i think you know even just bouncing off during that process of uh you know having that fear and sort of normalizing and saying yeah you know having fear is completely normal when you're coming back from a serious injury in the same way that if you're in a car accident, you know, it's normal to be afraid to get back in the car again. Uh, And I think sometimes that can settle people because they might get stuck in their head thinking that, oh, you know, I'm never going to overcome this fear. Um, But I think Chance has done a lot of that work on her own. She's put in a lot of work outside of training to get herself physically fit and mentally ready. Uh, And I think it shows with how she's come back to play.
0: Well, you're both co-captains. What's it like having your co-captain back with you now after that period at the start of the season without her
6: yeah it's great i it means that i don't have to do all the pre-game talks uh so chance gets to take the lead for a lot of those um but it's just i think you know having chance back and playing center backs together it, it just adds so much strength to the team and i think it also settles the team too uh because they do have confidence in us at the back and You know, it is, honestly, we joke about it all the time about Chance being my twin, but I think the way that we work together, we really complement each other on and off the field.
1: Yeah, you definitely do. I want to ask a bit about what's happening at the other end of the field. You've obviously got Haruna Sugihara, who's clearly an exceptional player and adds another dimension. But the one player I really want to ask about also is Roxy Dodd. I don't think I've seen her play as well as she's been playing this year for quite some time. She just seems to have a new lease of life since she's moved to Inter and is playing so incredibly well. How have you seen her up close since she's moved there? Because, as I said, she just seems to be, um, you know, really, really positive and and in just such tremendous form.
6: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I've always rated Roxy as a player. And to be honest, I've hated playing against her because I've just found her to be, so good with holding the ball up, uh, and you never know what to expect with her uh, because she she is sort of unpredictable uh, and she's so deceptive in some of the moves that she makes. Uh, and so I think you know the combination of both her and Haruna up top, uh, it's really nice because you've got two players that are very different in their playing styles, but they also really complement each other. Um, and I think, yeah, I would agree. I think this is the best that Roxy's been playing, and uh, I think she is really enjoying her soccer and she's saying that it's the best soccer that she's ever played too, which it shows, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely does. She's looking she's looking tremendous this year. And I also want to ask you a bit about some of the younger players who I feel like are stepping up a lot more um this year and 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 from last year as well. And that's uh three in particular that, that I wanted to ask you about were Isabella Coimpsis, Angelique Vreugdenberg and Nikki Frazetto. I feel like they've sort of emerged from being more fringe players to really being central to what you're doing.
6: Yeah, definitely. And I think so much of that comes down to, you know, getting an opportunity to play WNPL and getting consistent opportunity and sort of uh, having consistent minutes under your belt can do a lot for your confidence. Uh, And I think, you know, I've been saying this for a couple of years now that, Uh, Nikki has been one of our most important players over the years because she's always been there ready to step up when the team has needed her. And it's really nice for her to be getting those consistent minutes. Uh, And same with Bella. You know, Bella last year did really, really well. Uh, And I think she's done really well this year. I remember her, I think, in 2021 when she uh, stepped up and played and sort of held, uh, I think it was Chelsea Dorber, uh, off for pretty much the entirety of the game, and that was when we sort of got a glimpse into what uh, Bella could do. Uh, and And is also one of those players that you can put her on the field, and you know that she's going to do the job well. She gets stuck in, she puts in some really good tackles, and her distribution is getting a lot better too.
1: Well, I got to say, and uh, last one from me, Nicole. I, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to put the moz on you guys, but I just feel like you. Salisbury Inter just rolling so nicely at the moment and even though there's a big gap to the top I feel like you could be the wild card in the finals and uh, you know you're obviously you're a team with some really really experienced players that you know are are used to have won things in the past but you've also got this group coming through so are are you guys confident Are you guys feeling that real positivity right now?
6: I definitely think we're positive. Uh, I I don't know about the other girls, but I try not to look uh, further than probably the game that we're playing that week because, you know, you lose a game, you lose points and all of a sudden that goal that dream uh, is taken away from you. And I think sometimes when you get consumed with playing finals football that you lose track of the journey. Um, and you know, I definitely do think that there there is a great vibe on the team and that happens when you're winning and you're getting results. Uh, it's a lot harder to have that vibe when you're not getting results when you potentially should be. Um, but we are definitely excited for the second half of the season and, you know, uh, aiming for potentially top two, um, definitely finals. Uh, and hopefully we can be a wild card uh, in the same way that You know, Tony did it with Metro. I think it was in 2020 when he took Metro uh, to win everything. Um, And so, anything can happen on any day.
0: Mm. Well, as you did mention, Tony Skowcey—he's the coach this season. How have you found the transition under him from uh, Simon Calanzaro last year?
6: Well, I think with every coach, uh, there's going to be an adjustment period in regards to you know different expectations, uh, different coaching philosophies, but. I think it's exciting to learn from a different coach uh, and to adapt to the playing style that uh, they want you to play. And so it's been really nice having Tony and his assistants because I think, um, you know, they're all about sort of uh, instilling the girls with confidence to play the ball. Uh, And that shows with, I think, the playing style that we've been playing in games. But uh, I've been enjoying things a lot with Tony and the assistants um, and excited
0: for the second half of the season. Well, we look forward to seeing how you guys go. Your first test is uh, Metro United to try and uh, an inch closer to that top two spot. We all uh, wish you all the best in the second half, uh, Nicole, and uh, look forward to seeing how you and and uh, Salisbury Inter go.
6: Thank you very much. I hope uh, I hope the second half of the season is just as exciting as the first.
0: We sure do, and uh, all the best. That was Nicole Calder from Salisbury Inter. That was a great chat with Nicole Calder, Paul. It's Great to have a uh, chat with them. They're in really good form at the moment. So I'm looking forward to
1: seeing what they can produce. Yeah, they're definitely playing really well right now. Like we said, hmm. they're the most informed side in the last five weeks. They've won their last five league and cup matches. Nobody else has done that, not even hmm. Comets. So they're rolling nicely into
0: Looking forward to seeing what they do. What have you made so far from the chats we had? I enjoy chatting to, to all five of them. Um, Chrissy Panagaris, what a great character to have in the
1: league as well. She is. I mean, she's a great, she's a great character. She is, you know, a very engaging person, always mm. interesting to chat to. And she's right on the top of her game at the moment, Chrissy. Yeah. She looks so good last year when she first arrived at Comets. You know, we talked a bit about that mm. with her and how she's probably taken on more of a role uh, herself in yep. in the team. But, you know, in saying that, she's an she's an unselfish player. She does hunt the goals, but she's always creating for others as well yeah. and yeah it got her on the radar and she ended up at Adelaide United yeah. during the summer
0: yeah and the stage of Willoughby as well what a great uh, young leader
1: I love the positivity that comes out of Flinders and she's a she showed that today mm. I thought they they really are embracing everything about this WMPL journey as a club mm. as a group and uh, I really hope the best for them it's it's you know a reality that somebody has to get relegated mm. it could be them. Uh, and I don't wish it on any club, obviously, but it has to be someone. But I really hope that the rest of this season is positive for them, whatever the result is in the yep. final outcome, because I think they've brought a lot of energy to the league and they've they've certainly been competitive. I think mm. the only issue with Flinders is that sometimes they just undo their good work with, you know, some errors. Yep. And if they can just cut that out, they might, I think, get some better results.
0: And Hannah Debose, what did you make of uh, the chat with her? What a
1: fascinating story. Yeah. She ended up in Lithuania playing That's after she, from her one. Native America. And that sort of came out of the fact that COVID chaos meant that yeah. she didn't go to Sweden where she was intended to go. So really interesting journey for her to come out here. But as we've mentioned, just love to hear from players that have come from different parts mm. of the world. And I feel like they add so much. You know, there's always different nuances to their experiences where they've learnt the game and and, you know how they play and you know I think it really adds so much to our league. Definitely does and then Victoria
0: as well uh, first season at West Torrens Perkella it's uh it's well it's good to see seems like she's enjoying her time down there.
1: Yeah and she's playing really well and I think she's brought a lot to the team goal scoring was a problem for them last season yeah I think there's any doubt about that and the club really needed somebody who could really help you know sort of turn those promising attacks into goals and you know, Victoria's really helped with that this season, and obviously they're already doing a lot better than they did last year. Now mm. it's tough, you know, they're second bottom right now, but it's pretty tight yep. in that bottom part of the table. But I think I think they've got a good chance of pushing forward.
0: Well, she's uh, only one goal away from getting uh, equal top with uh, with uh, Rachel Quickly, and they take they're taking them on this weekend. So her defense have got a, a big job on their hands to so <laughs> stop Rachel from scoring they and getting her goal. Yep, that's it. Big job there. But what are you looking forward to for the final half of the season and a bit of a wrap on each team as well from you?
1: Well, I think if we just go through the teams quickly, maybe we'll just go through them from from top to bottom at the moment. Comets are looking good at the moment. They've just had the one loss. They've recruited so heavily. And I think that recruitment has paid dividends. You know, The addition of Carl Khan to that team has been fantastic for their midfield. The addition of Emily Heazlewood is a massive weapon up forward. Mm. And so they they look a more complete side. And last season they weren't bad. So, you know, they're just sort of topping that up. So they've just beaten NTC and and confirmed top spot. NTC a second. I think it's really worth mentioning that NTC were missing some really important players in that game because they'd been in Canberra with the junior Matildas. So NTC are a good side they've played some really good football and they play a very sort of high risk, but attractive. And when it works, and it has worked a lot this season, high reward type of game. Yeah. So yeah, NTC are going really well. Third on the table at the moment's Inter and I was a bit uh, cheeky when I spoke to Nicole in suggesting that they could be, you know, a bit of a wild card in the finals, but honestly, I really think they could. They're the only team to beat Comets they got players in their team that just know how to get a job done, sometimes even when, you know, your back's against the yeah. wall. That's something these guys do really, really well. And I wouldn't want to be a club coming up against Inter yep. in the finals. So I, th- I think they're rolling along nicely. Metro, a fourth at the moment. That's probably better than a lot of people would have expected before the season because they've had a massive, massive turnover. But some good results – they look pretty consistent. It's going to be hard for them to hang on because I think some of the teams below them have picked up a lot of players with A-League W players coming back. But, you know, they've started really well. And if they can do the second half of the season as well as the first, yep. I, I think Metro's in in good shape. And you've got Fulham. Now, Fulham has been a real surprise this year in that they've won four games. Now, last season, they finished so badly. Like, it was – Extraordinary how bad those last four weeks were. They didn't score a goal. They lost every game. They conceded, I don't have it in front of me, but they conceded a lot of goals and nearly got relegated. And, uh, you know, if Modbury Vista had just got one more point in those last weeks, Fulham would have gone down. They lost two players in the offseason that are really important to them Natasha Vela and Joe Trimboli. And I thought th- they'll be lucky to get a win this season. Yep. But what they've done is they've ground out those four wins. But you know, they've been tight wins. They've all been wins by a goal. Cause when they've been beaten, they've often been beaten mm. quite comfortably. So I think it's gonna be a tough second half for the season for them. But with those twelve points in the bank, you know, I mean, we're talking about a team that's actually currently in a final spot. So we shouldn't we shouldn't put that <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't knock them at all. Um, you know, credit to them for doing this well, but might be hard to hold that spot, I reckon. Well,
0: grand finalists as well, the runners up for last season, Adelaide City, a bit of a surprise
1: under Tian. I don't think so because they really had a shell of a team in the first few rounds. They, they lost so many players. The team that made the grand final last year had four players go ad, go to Adelaide United. So that's a lot of players out. Yeah. And also that they haven't had Danny Di Bartolo uh, as well this year. Um, so there's a, they're playing a lot of players who were playing reserves last season. So, You know, it was always going to be tough for them, I think. I'm not surprised that they had a difficult run early on. They were really struggling to score goals. Their defence has always been pretty good. Throughout this period, their defence has had players in it, really good players, Sophie Leschinski, Alice McCauley, Bianca Gray, Michaela Vidmar. It's a good back four, but they were struggling up the other end. Izzy Hodgson and Dylan Holmes back in the side, <laughs> massive difference, and and you can already see that. Absolutely, and I'm assuming this one's a surprise. You did mention it earlier, is West Adelaide. I thought they would, even though they'd lost a lot of players, not bottom four though. I, I wouldn't didn't expect that. think they would start the season quite as slowly as they they have. But you know, there's been some there's been some matches in which I feel like they probably. I was surprised mm-hmm. that they didn't do a little better with even the players they've got, because it's not like they haven't recruited. They've picked up some good players. Leah was outstanding for Modbury Vista and last year and, you know, she's joined their midfield. Shani Tansell, you know, she's a she's a treble winner with Salisbury Inter. She joined the team as well. But it does look like now that they've got back, you know, Emily Hodgson, Mallory Mullen and Lara Kirkby as well joining them, uh, saw that she scored a goal against Adelaide City on the weekend. So maybe the next half of the season will be a bit better for West. And then the final bottom three as well is Adelaide University as well, Tony Sacker's side.
0: Um, is that, well, how's, how's that been for you, their start?
1: They just got a win over Flinders, and we'll talk about Flinders in a minute. I, I think it wasn't a particularly convincing win, and they went into that over after a big run of losses. And I've been a bit concerned about uni in these last few weeks because I feel like they're really a little bit, Blunt in attack, yeah. and that's despite having some good attacking mm. players. You know, Tane Morris is a very good player. Alana Fitzsimmons is a very good player, but I just don't feel like they've been as creative as you know. Not those players specifically. The team hasn't been as creative as they would have hoped in the last few weeks. Now there's some rumors going around that they're going to get some big signings in these next few weeks, yes. and I think they need them because I think they've struggled a bit in the last few weeks. Now West Ham's up uh
0: finished second to bottom last season didn't do too well how do you think they've uh, they've gone so far
1: i think they've been a lot better they have nine points and they are second bottom but let's not forget that they're only one point behind three other teams so yep. you know they're in a bit of a bunch there as well they're definitely a little bit up and down we talked about this with um vic Mansueto when she was on you know some amazing wins wins over west Win over NTC at a time where NTC had a 100% record, but they've lost to Flinders. You know, um other matches, they've looked good in parts. I saw both their match against Metro, where they were good in the first half, faded and lost in the second half. And the same thing happened the other night against Inter. They were excellent in the first half. And Vic was right. They were probably the better side, but they went behind late in the half, and in the second half, Inter ran over them. Look, if they can get that consistency, I think Burks will be okay this season. Well, you think they might be okay? Does that mean that Flinders are going to stay in the position they're in at the moment? It's going to be tough. Not because I don't think Flinders are a decent side. I think they've got a tremendous spirit about them. I think that we've talked about their positivity has been fantastic. Is it going to be enough? Cote Rojas, big, big signing. Is it going to be enough? I think they need to... uh, Go close to perfect in this last nine weeks because where it's all come undone for Flinders at times has been that there's just been an error. They'll be playing really well and they'll make some sort of mistake. It might be somebody different every week, but some of these individual errors have been so costly and they could have had some more points. And if they can cut that out, if they can, if they can sort of Become a more consistent side. They've got a chance. It's going to be tough. I don't think. I don't think we should gloss over it. Someone's got to go down. Mm. They're the likely team right now. I wish them the best because I think we've said it already. Yeah. I love the positivity that the club brings. I love what they're doing. I hope they go well in this second half of the season.
0: And I even think if they do go down, they got a, a strong core squad there. They would probably bring them back up the year after, which is hopefully what we uh, will see if it does
1: happen. It's an interesting point you make. Last year, I won't mention who it was, but I, spoke, I was in the Modbury Vista area after they got relegated last year. I commentated their game and they needed at least a point. They were playing NTC though, and NTC were red hot and they beat yep. them. And someone I spoke to was really worried about the future of Modbury Vista and said, look, in the past, when teams have gotten relegated from WMPL, that's almost sounded the death knell for their female mm. program. And it's happened before, you know, lots of teams that have gone down, you know, teams like Sturt Marion are gone. You know, Cumberland themselves were relegated from the WMPL and Flinders is essentially a joint entity of yep. Flinders Flames. What was Flinders Flames and Cumberland United? Uh, you know, and you know, Campbelltown got relegated, they've slowly rebuilt their their girls and women's programs. But what I'm really pleased about is that Modbury Vista is doing really well in the state league because if for no other reason that it's broken that cycle of teams, you know, getting clubs, getting into a lot of difficulty after the WMPL comes to an end. And so hopefully whoever goes down, whether it's Flinders or anybody else, hopefully it will be a case of right. Now we're in the state league. Let's get back and you know, back into it.
0: Yep, absolutely. Well, it's good to see what they're doing. They're making a change for the women's game, which is fantastic to see. Um, But Predictions, final predictions of uh, who will make the, the finals or
1: who will finish top? Well, I think Comets will finish top. I think um, it's going to be too hard for anyone other than NTC to catch them. But the difficulty NTC always have in the second half of the year, and it's already started happening, is their players have got so many other things going on. There's call-ups to, you know, there's yeah. tournament interstate, there's call-ups to squads and all that sort of thing. And it just can't help but blunt the team a little bit. So I like Comets for the premiership at the moment. I'm not really game to give a top five. But what I will say is I think Comets, NTC and Inter are a lock for the top five. I think they'll be fine. They'll get enough points in the second half of the season to keep in the top five. But then I think you could just about throw a blanket over Metro, City and West I can't see Fulham staying in there. Mm. And maybe even Burks, if they have a good second half of the season, I think all those teams are going to be competing for those other two spots in the finals. In the finals itself, as I've said, I think that the wild card Salisbury Inter, they are a great team in big matches and in matches where they're underdogs. So I think they could be a real, real surprise. I can't
0: disagree with you at all there. I think, yeah, Comet's going to finish top. And I think Salisbury... It'll be a Salisbury Comets uh, grand final, I reckon.
1: Ooh, big call. Cool, yeah. yeah. No,
0: you could be right. It could be. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward. I'm very excited because it's going to coincide with the uh, the world Women's World Cup. Before we finish it all up, Women's World Cup is just around the corner,
1: Fifty, just over 50 days away. It's incredible how close it is now. How are you feeling? Oh, it's so exciting to have these games here. I don't think people, even some people in the game, Yeah. I don't think they realize how big this is going to be until it actually comes here and hits us. It's going to be such a massive event for weeks and weeks. It's going to be dominating so much coverage of in so many areas that we're not used to seeing our game in. Mm. And to have some of these matches in Adelaide is going to be amazing. You'll see people from all over the world here be amazing vibe, really, really fantastic. So looking forward to it and i hope it really gives the game a real kick along i hope there's one thing i hope about the women's world cup is that when it's all over and you know the lights are switched off and the cameras are gone Mm -hmm. and all that that we don't all just go back to normal yeah whatever normal is and we we use it to give us a kick along for the game
0: i hope so too and i really do hope that the women's game gets a massive kick out of it like you said and more support to those clubs and those players as well which is going to be good Looking forward to to, to that, and uh, yeah, not long to go. in almost sixty days until our first game here in Adelaide, which will be cool. How exciting! Yeah, I can't wait. I'm very, very excited, mate. Well, how the, good?
1: How good? Just before we go, yeah. how good is England versus China going to be at Highmount Stadium? Unbelievable! They'll all be good, but that's going to be something else.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the atmosphere at the Brazilian game as oh, well. Yes. Could you imagine the Brazilians going crazy down here?
1: fantastic
0: and uh yeah and then also getting to go and watch the the teams that are training here like china and panama as well so mate i'm excited be great i, I can talk all day we can do another <laughs> hour about the women's world cup but thank you for joining me paul it's a, a pleasure having you on as my co-host for today and uh, it's uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what the the rest of the season uh, holds for the wnpl Now, thanks for having me it's been great and I, I love this competition though i'd love to chat about it anytime well, that was, uh, that's the end of our reflection of the WNPL, the half-season reflection. There's still another half-season to go. Make sure you head out to WNPL and uh, watch a few games and also NPL TV, where you can hear Paul commentating every week as well some of the best games some of the best goals as well all commentated by him so make sure you get some women's football in you and have a great week and that is all on kicking it local that was the wnpl mid-season reflection with myself and paul make sure you subscribe to kicking it local wherever you get your podcast so you can get a taste of the sa football community Plus, follow Akikin'It Local SA on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss any of the action. See you soon!